Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. I'm doing great, Ed. How are you doing? Very good, very good. Year, but not quite. Not quite New Year, so... It's exactly. We're in, in German, we have the expression, uh, we're between the years. So, um, kind of the dead week between Christmas and, and the New Year. Thought it would it's be a, a good... Dead thing called the days between all right uh, uh, which is around the time that jerry garcia died really useless stuff that i'm throwing in here you can tell we're in those slack days between christmas and new year when i start rambling about the grateful dead on a gm podcast enough carry on (laughs) well i thought uh, you know the the new year upon us it's a natural time to kind of uh, reflect on our goals for the coming year so i thought it'd be a good chance for us to talk about goals for the podcast goals for geomob in general goals for our various projects and of course personal goals so maybe we should start off let's start off with our goals for the podcast for 2022 what do you think what can we improve here well i suppose if we were ambitious and wanted to rake in advertising dollars we'd want to improve our audience but to be honest i don't care it would be nice to have a few more listeners it's always nice to have more listeners but every Every week it seems to grow, so we must be doing something right. What can we improve? Is, are you make it a no, I don't think more. I think one per week is enough. I mean, I don't, I don't have the sense that there's appetite for more episodes, do you? But what I, I would like to improve the quality of the episodes in the terms of, you know, continuing to have very good guests, not just from kind of the Geomob regulars in London, but from people all around the world. I mean, one of the great things about the podcast is, of course, that we can we can get people from all over. So I think we should do that. We should continue to have, you know, the great, great people who speak at the various events, but we should mix it up with some of the maybe bigger names from, from other parts of the world who can't make it to, to London or Barcelona or or some other city. So, so on that note, I mean, let's call, of course, we're always interested in volunteers out there who are listeners who want, who want to be on the podcast, who have an interesting project to share. Um, So please get in touch. Or if you want to recommend someone else, if you say, oh, this person is doing great work, please recommend to them that they come on the podcast. We, would, we, we, we always need new projects of all types to feature. So Okay, and I'm going to set us two challenges. All right, what do you got? Challenge number one, let's get a scoop. A scoop, okay. Um, all right, some breaking news. I'm not, I'm not sure our podcast is the right format for breaking news, but all right. Well, or something that we get before anybody else. I mean, we did it in when the pandemic started and Google published their mobility reports for cities, if you remember. Yes. And that came out, I think, on a, a Thursday. And on the Sunday night or the Monday, I managed to get an interview with Ed Parsons, which was probably one of the first explanations of how the technology was working and how they were anonymizing it. That was pretty cool. That would be a scoop in my terms. You did pretty well with James Fee when Amazon went announced. Oh, right, when when Amazon, yeah. We also did well with the the OpenStreetMap Foundation community survey. Yeah. You know, when that came out, so... I mean, those would qualify as scoops in in terms of our podcast. You know, we're not going to have investigative journalism and breaking some story that nobody else has got. But we can be 
a little bit up in front of everybody else who's talking about geo, which we were with those things, I think. So let's plan to have, we can't plan, but let's aspire to have a scoop this year. Um, okay. What's your second challenge? Second, my second challenge for us is, and the listeners won't be able to see this, but there are air quotes going on here, a big name. A big name. All right. What, what in your book qualifies as a big name? I'm not going to put a name out there. Ed, that's a hostage to fortune. I'm not doing that. All right. You and I will know when we've got a guest when on the got podcast a big name. Who's, who's a big name. But All right. Any any big names out there listening, please get in touch. And we'll, yeah. uh, well, anybody who knows a big one. name who can introduce us, who'd be an interesting person. Well, by definition, if you're a big name, you're an interesting person. To yeah. So um, I have I've been thinking about one other thing, Stephen. I mean, like to your point about getting more listeners for the sake of having a better audience so that you can put ads or whatever. I don't I don't aspire to that at all. But I have I do sometimes wonder if there would be ads that could be useful to the listeners to the community. So for say for example, like Geo Job of the Month or something like that, where it's it's not an ad in the sense of like we're trying to push some product, but it's kind of like someone can come on and, you know, or, or somehow we, we talk about some specific open position in the industry that, that could be interesting for the audience. I don't know, something like that, maybe. Be fun. But to, to try to find a way to do it, as always, the rule one of Geomob is minimize the amount of work that we have. So I don't, you know, I don't want to have a long, complicated process or whatever. But I don't know, maybe if anyone out there has ideas for things like that, that we could, you know, kind of better provide provide information back to the community in a, in a or like specifically job opportunities is the one that I was thinking of so I don't know maybe it's too the only challenge is that we've got an international audience you know when I look at the sort of geographic spread of the audience they're all over the world well a lot of a lot of positions are remote now so, so fair enough yeah and our our speakers are all remote. You're in Barcelona. I'm in London today. Yeah. Okay. So I guess the other, the, let's, what else can we improve on the podcast? The, the, the one issue that I think we're not doing so great on is kind of the diversity of the guests. <laughs> and it's a, it's a challenge, man, because we get a lot of people volunteering who are, who are all have very interesting projects and, and are highly relevant guests. So, but for whatever reason, that that group of people that are volunteering seem to be all kind of you know cut from the same cloth. And how do we how do we mix it up a bit more? And it it is it actually can be a challenge. You know, listeners may not know this, but it it's it can be difficult to recruit guests. You know, some people are very hesitant to come on the for whatever reason they they think they're too busy or they they don't like the sound of their voice or they're scared to have you know say something and recorded or I don't know so. Various attempts that we've had to recruit some guests have not really panned out. Some have, but but some haven't. I don't know. What do you think, Stephen? Well, we, you and I spend a lot of a surprising amount of time talking about who can we get on the podcast, and we're always looking at the list and saying this is a monochrome, monogender list of people right what can we do about it and we reach out to some of our friends and they say why don't you speak to so and so and, and we try and we're less successful than we'd like to be what i'd like to do is say something to our listeners now which is recording a podcast is really easy with us it's it's fun it's relaxed it's 
it's like we were sitting in a coffee bar having a cup of coffee and talking about something that we were both interested in. There's no stress. There's nothing can go wrong. Whatever you say, it won't be wrong. There are no aggressive questions. It's a conversation. And everybody who we've recorded with, or without exception, when we finish the recording and we chat afterwards, you know, just reviewing what's happened, they all say, that was great fun. I really enjoyed doing that. So Mm. I just want to say to people out there who might be hesitant about volunteering to come on the podcast. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy. It will take less than an hour of your time in total. It needs no special equipment. And there's an audience of Geomob podcast listeners who want to hear what you've got to tell them. So step up, be in touch with us. What's the email address to get in touch with you, Ed? Well, the best way was on Twitter, but okay. people can. People, I don't think I'm hard to find. So if you go to the GeoMob okay. website, we have a form that you can fill out. Or um, yeah, yeah, it's it's not difficult. Or you can reach me on Twitter, or you can reach me through the Mapri website. There's loads of loads of ways, like you said. Yeah, yeah. It, so well, I can only echo you. that. Yeah, yeah, because because you know from day one, the 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 point of GeoMob has been to have. You know, many different projects of all different types from from big companies, small companies, hobbyists. And so the more the merrier, we need as many voices as possible of, of every possible background, of every possible stage. Also, I mean, one, one of the ideas I had for the podcast for the coming year is, you know, very often we hear about the success stories. I think you could, there's also a lot to be learned from projects that didn't go the way they were planned. So I, I'm actually just contacted someone this morning about a, a startup that recently folded. You know, which actually I was an investor in the startup, so it, I really did believe in it. And they folded last year, or, and you know, so I think we, there's a lot to learn from that of what what could have gone better or, or mistakes that were made and things like that. So it's not that you just have to have some amazing success story to come on the podcast, not at all. So please get in touch. All right, let's move on. What can we? Let's talk about GeoMob in general, not just the podcast. I guess there the obvious goal for the year is to have a few in-person events. But I'm, I'm not sure it's entirely in our hands, unfortunately. And I think we shouldn't give up on online events, even if we get to the point where we can have a few live events. There are loads of people who've joined us in online events, people who are listening to the podcast and then come along to an online Geomob event who probably wouldn't be able to get to an event in London or Barcelona or the next city that we're going to announce, but we're not going to announce today. Yeah, so I think it's a good idea that even when we do get back to live events, we consider having two or three online events during the course of the year as well. Yes, I agree. So actually, we we should plan one of those for for Q1. We should get one going for Q1. And and so if anyone out there wants to volunteer to speak. Please get in touch. You know, I just know for me personally, I'm not that enthused about online events, but about attending online events, I mean. But I, I the, your point is completely valid, Stephen. We need a way to people who can't physically make it to the events, you know, to get them involved. So and, and even even with even with the in-person events, I mean, I know the London event was a big success. I, I, I unfortunately wasn't able to make it. But frankly, our Barcelona event, I was very pleased with the the core group of people who attended. It was great, but it was very small. It was very small. So we've kind of lost some of the momentum that we had going pre-COVID. And so we need to rebuild that, I think. And I had this 
aspiration when I was hosting the London event to work out the tech to be able to, <laughs> if not stream it live, at least record it. And very much as you predicted, when it came to it, I didn't even try. Yeah. It's just too much to do. You know, when you've got to make certain that everybody's got their presentations on the laptop, everybody's in the right place at the right time, and be sociable and welcoming to the audience, trying to organise the tech would be too much. Maybe there's some volunteer who will come along to an event and say, I'll do this completely independent of you. You just do the running of the event and I'll film it and do it, whatever. And that would work. But uh, we haven't got that. And certainly having run one now, I'm not going to try and do a hybrid. It's just too much. Yeah, that that's the issue. Is it is a lot of work, and um, to do it well in a way that the content would be worth consuming, it requires some effort. So, if someone wants to volunteer, we would love to have you. But otherwise, we'll probably just. My inclination is to keep the offline events offline and keep the online events online. So yeah, um, I agree. There, there's one final piece to the GeoMob puzzle, Stephen, that I I do want to try to get more value out of in the coming year, and that's the newsletter. So once a month, usually on the first day of the month or the, the first business day of the month, I send out the newsletter. And, you know, I, I get a few responses from that. Usually, I mean, the whole point of the newsletter is just to tell people when the events are and, you know, to remind them of the podcast episodes of the past month and things like that. But I do wonder if there might be a way to get to improve that a bit to make it more interesting for people and, and more valuable. And frankly, we haven't had so many events, so it's kind of like you know, there's not that much to write about, actually. So, and I, I usually try to feature some interesting geo project that I've come across, but I don't know if anyone has ideas there. Of how we, I, the, again, it's always the issue of how much effort to put in. You know, obviously I, I don't have the luxury of being able to spend a full day just crafting a brilliant newsletter. So if anyone has feedback there of what we could do to make the newsletter more interesting or, or not, then, you know, let us know. Yeah. Well, so, one thing would be other events that are not GeoMob events. Sure, it requires curating them. I, I mean, I do actually put some of those in there, but, yeah. I, uh, you know, it's not, again, it requires someone needs to curate that list and keep it up to date and things like that. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not aware. I'm also always a little bit torn of who the audience for the newsletter is, because now we, we have, you know, thousands of people on the newsletter who are all over the world. So... You know, I don't want to put every little small regional event. And frankly, I'm just not aware of every little small regional event. On the other hand, it is always interesting to see what's going on. And some of the events are online and some are, have recordings and things like that. So okay. um, I've got an idea. Okay. Um, this is an idea being launched on the podcast. People are listening as my brain is wearing. <laughs> is this our scoop, Stephen? Is that we're going to be able to cross the scoop no, off the list? No, this is not a scoop. But it wouldn't be difficult to create a self-submission form where people could submit events and put in the date, the description. and That's true. That would not be difficult. Yeah. A link. And it wouldn't be difficult to parse that into a web page. In fact, it would be damn easy to do that. And then to link from that, link to that from the newsletter. Yeah. So, in other words, anybody around the world who's running a geo event can put the event in, put a date in for the event. The list. Gets yeah, there, there, there are there are some of these. I mean, there is one for the OpenStreetMap community 
there's, I think it's osmcal.org. Yeah, which but, does it, exactly what you described, but it's only OpenStreetMap, I think. Yeah, it wouldn't be difficult that. to do this, and it might be fun to do it. And if people decided to submit events and we got like 100 events a month around the world, that would be quite cool. And if we only got five events, we could shut it down. Doesn't yeah, matter. there is. Here, I'll, I'll text it to you right now. OSMCal.org, right. which does exactly exactly what you propose. But it's it's only OpenStreetMap events, small and large. It's actually quite interesting because it it shows you all the different kind of meetups going on all around the world, and it's very cool. I don't know if there are ways to limit it geographically. If you want to see only, oh yeah, yeah, you can. You can you know select by country if you want, and you can you can add events and things like that. But but it would be better to have one that's kind of all geo events. Obviously, yeah. pulling in the OpenStreetMap events, but also other events. There's also phosphor G events. You know, there's sure. small regional phosphor G events. There's well, the thing is, that's just it. There are tons of events. I mean, you know, we yeah. often have we often have GeoMob in London at Geovation, and Geovation also is always hosting events. You know, yeah. which are which are great events. So that's the thing: is it rapidly becomes more than you might think, and then you got to manage it, and you got to so. All right, we'll do some thinking about that. How we can how we can get those events, or if someone else is already doing that, how we can just pull in their list. So anyway, the main point is I'd like to provide more value with the newsletter, but in a way that, as always, isn't a significant ongoing effort. So if people have ideas about that, what about inviting people guest to guest host guest writers? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be against it if anyone wants to volunteer. Let's go. Yeah. Let's I mean, go. We've got a we've got a mailing list which runs to thousands of people, all working or interested in geo all around the world. Yeah, if you've got a an opinion piece you want to write, send it to Ed, and we can put it in the newsletter. Yeah, or again, I thought this would be a natural place to kind of feature, you know, job positions or things like that. I don't know, but but again, it all it's always about how do we do this in a scalable low effort way so but yeah please please if anyone has ideas wants to volunteer wants to get involved please get in touch so all right let's move on Stephen. what or unless you have other geomob goals for 2022 no more geomob goals just meeting people and drinking beer yes yes agreed agreed yeah let's talk about our other projects what what do you what okay. do you got for mapry so for mapry it's just more of the same, I think, except I do, I'd love to come up with an idea for some new content that could be regular content. And I haven't come up with it yet. So if someone's got an idea for something that could thread into the Mappery site theme, you know, the zeitgeist of fun with maps in odd places, be in touch with me because I'd love to bring something a little bit different into Mapri this year, if I could come up with an idea. But apart from that, I mean, it's just a lot of fun. You know, we've. I'm astonished how many things are being sent to us. You know, when I search the Maps in the Wild hashtag on Twitter, I keep coming up with people who are sending us things, you know, all sorts of ideas and things that they're sending us pictures. So um, plenty of content coming. I need to sit down for a couple of days, literally, Ed, 
to catch up on all the posting <laughs> that I haven't done. I mean, <laughs> the thing about a hobby project is gradually the hobby project becomes obsessive and the, the amount of time you commit to it just grows and grows and grows. But it's great fun and I love it. It's wonderful having Arno helping me now, having two of us just... It doesn't halve the load, it decimates the load. I think I've said this before, but you know, if you're a startup and you're a one-man startup, the biggest change you can make is to get a partner. Sure. Get a second yeah. person in, share the load, have somebody to talk to, and your productivity will just mushroom disproportionately. You need um, you you need for the coming air streaming. You need like someone in Australia or something, so you can have twenty four hour coverage. You know, <laughs> so you, so in the, you know in the evening you can hand off to your Hong Kong team or whatever or um, uh, that kind of yeah. Thing. Follow the sun. Yeah, I know exactly. I know. I know. I know. Because this is so important. This is you know you need twenty four by seven maps in the wild, don't you? Absolutely, absolutely. What about you, Ed? What's give me one of your goals for the year? Oh, right, right. So with OpenCage, we we actually have several goals. So as listeners may recall, we've been kind of working on a new GeoSearch product, which has been delayed several times. So in the summer, it got delayed because we got approached by a big enterprise uh, customer for our, for our geocoding API. So we kind of worked on that, and then we took some summer break. And then in the autumn, I broke my jaw, and that kind of set set things back. And Anyway, we did get the alpha version out, and and very big thank you to all the people who have helped us with testing there. Unfortunately, they uncovered quite a few things that we still need to improve, and we didn't get that all closed out by the end of the year. So goal number one is to get that launched in January, get that out first in kind of a beta mode, and then eventually, of course, a full launch where people can become customers, uh, self-service customers. And so that's top of the agenda by far. And that's quite a big step for us because we move from one product to two products. And so we've also uncovered lots of things kind of in our the architecture of our site that kind of assumed we only have one product. So it, it's been it's been a journey frankly. And then step two is, or the second major milestone is marketing. We got we to gotta unlock, you know, with our, with our geocoding service, we have many, many satisfied customers all around the world. Frankly, we do occasionally lose customers. And of course, I follow up with them and say, you know, why, why, why are you leaving? And, and, you know, almost universally, the answer is just they don't need geocoding anymore. It's not that they're in any way unhappy with our service. So, so we have a base of very satisfied customers. The question is just how do I get more of them? And, and they need to get, get more, you know, we need to get in front of the right people at the right time. So that's kind of the challenge. We've tried lots of different marketing things, and we're going to have to try a lot, lot more things. So anyone out there listening, A, who needs geocoding, please get in touch. There's never a better time to buy geocoding than now. But if you have ideas on marketing, you know, we'd love to, love to hear. So. Okay. Yeah. You and I have been talking this challenge for several years now. and uh, It's so hard. It's so hard. Maybe we should do a deep dive episode about it at some point. And, and maybe you can, you know, it's just a challenge because it's not a discretionary purchase. I mean, people either need geocoding or they don't. And if they do, then they have a solution of some sort. And so, and you know, and there are different good providers, each with their pros and cons. So I need to catch them on the day that they're unhappy with their current provider. So, which isn't so simple so no and traditionally the way you do that is by 
catching them, catching their attention somehow beforehand. And then when they're unhappy with their current provider, they remember those guys at Open Cage and they give you a call. Yeah, the, the big challenge with that, of course, is very difficult to measure. So you yeah. don't know if you know the money you spend on marketing or the projects you're doing, if they're working or not. You don't know until quite some time later. It's, uh, it's difficult. It's a little... There's a lot of faith involved in marketing, in my opinion. That's right. You <laughs> believe it works, and you have to believe it works to do it, and it's not always easy to measure. Right. So I've got another project for you which i want to share with our listeners please what do you got so i wrote this down on a piece of paper as maps in the news okay um and i don't know whether that's the right title but i had a conversation with ken field which your listeners will hear in a forthcoming episode in a a week or two but one of the things that we touched on was the quality of maps in the news and surprisingly, Ken thinks they've improved massively in the last few years. And I... I'm, not, I'm not sure that surprises me that much, because, just because I think the, the, the software has gotten much better, right? No, I no. Mean... What, surprisingly that Ken feels that because he's a sort of a very... A harsh critic. A harsh critic, yeah. I mean, yeah. he's a carto- you know, he's an expert cartographer. He's an academic cartographer. And... He looks at these things with an eye that not many of us have. But he was very positive about them. And I was less positive because I think a lot of the maps are just visual distraction. You know, they're just a mess on the, you know, they don't don't do anything. So we agreed that during this coming year, we're going to find, we're going to pick some maps and we're going to discuss those maps. And I think it'll be a couple of podcast episodes. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. We haven't got to that thing. But the idea is that we're going to look at the maps from two different perspectives, what works, what doesn't work, why it works, stuff like that. So that's a little gem of an idea that we're working on. I don't think it's going to be massive. It might be half a dozen maps or even less during the year. But uh, we thought we'd look at them from two lenses and see what came up. I like it. I like it. The, my only caveat on that would be I'm not sure podcast is the best format, right? Because no, it's not no, visual. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe video. Would, this is a case where video would actually make sense, I think. Yeah. Or some sort, obviously some way to let people see the map that you're commenting about. Yeah. There, you know, there was a podcast. What is her name? Gretchen Peterson. Do you know her? Yeah. She's a cartographer in the U.S.? She had a podcast. I'm not sure it's still active, actually, because I subscribed. Now that I think about it, I haven't heard an episode in a while. But she and a colleague would talk about different maps. And the shortcoming of the of the the format was often I would be out on a walk or something, and you know, then the episode would come up, and I'd be like, oh well, I can't see the map. I can't easily, you know, maybe I could bring it up on my phone, but then it's kind of small, and you can't really get into it, and it just didn't naturally work in my opinion no and it might be that the way that we have to do it is on ken's blog or my blog i don't know right. I, I mean and it might be i don't know maybe the format would be ken writes about it on his blog i write about it on my blog and we publish in crosslink at the same right, time right. you know it's just the idea of two different people with two different perspectives looking at a couple of maps and maybe agreeing maybe disagreeing oh, no. it's a shame of it's a shame about podcasts because 
being able to talk about them and interact and bounce off each other is such a great way of doing it. But if the audience can't see the map, it doesn't really work. So, well, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, cool project, and yeah, you just got to explore yeah. and see what works. So, yeah. yeah. So, look out for that, everyone. All right. Another I guess we've been going. You? We've been going for about half an hour, so maybe we should wrap up here, Stephen. But any okay. any final any personal goals? Anything else? Any? Well, I've started mentoring a one of the current intake at Geovation. Um, Very nice. And I'm not going to go and talk about it. I was going to talk about it, but we're running out of time, and I don't want to just throw a name out and then leave it. So maybe that's something that you and I can talk about in a month's time or so when we catch up again, and uh, I'll have done a little bit more work with this team, and we can talk about it. But, uh, sure, sure. yeah, that's going to be fun. I thought it was... a. Uh, a nice thing to be able to do to support somebody who's starting out on their journey. That's great. That's great. Yeah, I look forward to learning more. I don't know anything about uh, about this company, so I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they must have something interesting about them, otherwise you wouldn't have gotten involved. So I have one more goal, Stephen, and that is finally to make it to make it back to London so that you and I can meet up for a beer. It's been oh. in February. It will have been two years. Since yep. I've been there, so I mean, it might be more than one beer. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might. I think it might. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, the current schedule. Unfortunately, you know, w- when we had the last event I- in November, the plan was to have the next one kind of early February. But then, since that time, of course, Omicron has exploded, and I don't know if events are allowed, or even if they are allowed, whether obviously whether it makes sense. But more importantly, now even if we're able to go forward with an event in London, I don't think I would make it because of the, having to quarantine upon return and things like that. So it's, we're going to have to. Worth it at the moment. We're going to have to stay friends. patient. Yeah. So you go and visit friends for lunch. Now you have to take a lateral flow test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not the law, but it's just become everyone expects it. You know. Well, hopefully, I mean, I heard one theory that. You know, as quickly as Omicron has arrived on the scene, hopefully that means, you know, the collapse will be just as quick. But obviously, until that happens, it doesn't happen. So I don't think that's, uh, I think that's wishful thinking rather than science. <laughs> that, that, that might be wishful thinking. So yeah. let's see. Um, let's see. Yeah. I mean, anyway, we're in, a world, we're in a world where you can choose the evidence that you want to take account of there's so much information and opinion out there and you can just grab hold of something and think that's the answer i don't think we know i don't think we got a clue i think we're going to have pan we're going to have this virus for the whole of 22 well let's still hope we can meet up at some point so yeah absolutely absolutely it'll get easier in the summer Ed. all right listeners hopefully you've also got some goals for 2022 good luck in achieving them and please do get in touch on any of the topics that we've discussed. If, if you if you want to get involved or you have ideas or feedback or you think there's something we overlooked, please let us know. Other than that, I wish everyone a very happy new year. And from me, a happy, healthy and fun new year. Take care, everyone. Bye, Ed. Bye. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today and listening to the GMO podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. 
You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Fryfogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.